Welcome to the Body Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Broke Rider Dave. With me, like always, Chris Thomas. You didn't ask for permission to speak this time, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah. Just, get, right, yeah. just kidding. Hey, what's good, everybody? So, yeah. We are uh, on our second movie review of the season. Short season, because I'm dividing yeah. the season into season. Yeah, into the short season number one. And we had an interesting movie. I, I had come up with seasons for different things that I wanted to do this season. And the yeah. first season was really just kind of like the one I hadn't put much thought into. So I was like, uh, Season of the Witch. And after watching both of our picks, I was like, well, we kind of went with Witch in a different kind of sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, but I, I have a lot to say about it because I even texted you saying I got words to say. I was actually yeah. a, a little shocked that this was a pick from you. But uh, I'll go into that in a little bit. But we but, do have. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's a movie I haven't seen. I just kind of looked it up. I was like, that seems interesting. Okay. Let's go with it. And you saw and, who it was directed by, and you were like, okay. Yeah, like Ty West, you, you know? Yeah, I mean, I still haven't watched Pearl. Yeah. But, I mean, I did like X. And I liked what he did in VHS, so it's like, I had mm-hmm. faith in him. Yeah. yeah. But you could tell this is his earlier, earlier work. Yeah, um, but before we delve too much into it, I do believe we did have homework, though. We did have some homework. Now, I was trying to determine... Should I even bother trying to give Dave good stuff anymore? Or should I just give him, like... Because he doesn't like my picks. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't like my picks. But, well, we'll see. How about you just start it off first? All right. So I'm going to have to set the mood for this first. Because you assigned me Paranorman. Yeah, I thought a nice, light little... I don't think we did a, like, family uh, yeah. horror-ish type thing. So I thought it was a nice, light little family one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I put myself in the best mood to watch this movie and you still hated it no but like right before so the movie i watched before paranorman i watched where evil lurks which is that's on my list because i hear that that's like one of the best movies this season or this year or of the past year um yeah 2023 it was really good but it, it it's a rough watch I heard the all I heard well, it was like it wasn't something I had ever like seen trailers for, but I had started hearing about it from other reviewers saying that it was a really good movie. Yeah, an Argentinian procession film, and it it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So now, I kind of needed a light movie to kind of cleanse the palate afterwards. Oh, so so I guess that was a good pick then. Yeah, so I ended up going right into Paranorman, and I enjoyed it. I think if I was like in solid my younger days, mm-hmm. I'd probably love this movie. Mm-hmm. But I not still, as an adult, yeah, I still, I still like, uh, like those, you know, made for kids type stuff like Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas. I still, I still have a yeah. soft spot for them. Yeah, and I think it's just the ones you see when you're a kid. You always have that like nostalgia love for, it and you like them even more. Well, you want to tell people what Paranorman is? Paranorman is a stop motion film. That follows Norman Babcock, who is an 11-year-old boy who has the ability to speak to the dead. Yep. And he's kind of like an outcast because no one around him understands him. He's just a weird kid. Yeah, everyone thinks he's weird. They think he's making it up for attention. Or he's just having like a psychotic break. Yeah, and it's like embarrassing his folks who are like... Yeah, his dad just wants nothing to do with it. He's like, stop saying you're speaking to grandma. She's dead. All right, she's dead. What a way to speak to your kid. <laughs> just yeah. Imagine. Just let the, he's 11. Let him, 
Yeah. <laughs> Just let him. Oh, did, did you peep your boy, McLovin? Yeah. <laughs> McLovin's one of the voices in this movie. That was one of the reasons I I suggested. I was like, I know you had mentioned uh, McLovin before, and I was like, and we've mentioned Superbad. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you get a kick out of him being a bully this time. Yeah, Superbad was our uh, basically our high school movie for our age. Our American Pie. Yeah. But yeah, and you know, he's just kind of a loner, but slowly gets befriended by the also overweight loner kid at school. There's one in every like kid's thing. There's always that the even dorkier overweight friend apparently. Yeah. And they slowly start becoming friends and then Norman's weird uncle comes out of nowhere. He's like, "Hey, I know your family says not to talk to me, but I have the same abilities you do." Yeah. He's the weird uncle. Yeah, it's going to be up to you to stop the witch from raising the dead this year because huh? <laughs> I'm about to die. And then he dies and then explain to her, he's like, you got to go to her grave and you got to read from this book. And he's like, what are you talking about? This is a yeah. small town where they have like local legends of like the local witch who died from like the Salem witch trials. and Yeah. Kind of like your Hocus Pocus where it's like the Sanderson sisters. It's a legend every year. Yeah. And it's up to Norman to stop the witch. So he goes, gets his book, and he goes to where he thinks the witch's grave's at, starts reading from it. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not where the witch is at. That's where the seven people who, you know, prosecuted and killed the witch are buried at. The judges. Yeah. So they all get raised from the dead. And, you know, now you got zombies on the loose. Oh, no. Oh, no. Now there's zombies on the loose. Yeah, and I, I mean these zombies are just kind of incompetent. They're they're your typical brainless, like running around kind of zombies. Yeah. Like, and meanwhile throughout the town, like clouds are forming, like something ominous yeah. is on the horizon. Yeah, and the townspeople slowly start to realize they're zombies, which causes chaos, and the townsfolks themselves kind of destroy their own city. Mass hysteria. Yeah, basically. I think at this point, like, uh, uh, Norman has, like, allied himself with, he has his friend. uh, His friend, his older sister, and his friend's older brother. And I think... That's kind of, like, their group, and... And the bully. The the bully, yeah, because the bully followed him to the graves to make fun of him for reading it, and he just happened to be there when the zombies came up, and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, Norman doesn't know what's going on right now. He's just been told, like, do something about this witch, and now his uncle died, and now there's zombies everywhere. He, if it sounds disjointed, it's because he. This is all being presented like just as he's experiencing it. Yeah, and they're all like, "Norman, what do we do?" He's like, "I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out." As like everybody's like, everybody wants nothing to do with me, and then now all this stuff is happening, and like they're thrusting all this responsibility on me. Right? Yeah, and you know, Norman kind of ends up in his in kind of like a different dimension where he gets to see the past and sees the witch that they. uh prosecuted yeah it taps into his shining yeah it was a little girl yeah this entity that's like causing all this like having like raising the zombies and everything like that they those judges like yeah is a girl his own age which i'm guessing is like one of his like relatives is it abigail or agnes or i think it started with an a or something like that Uh, that was the witch's name now that that was something that i even right now i'm not sure of if they were like related or if it was just that they just shared like this ability and well, it was like uh agatha aggie prender yeah. yes 
Yes. Oh, Pendergast. Then yes. Then it is was... the same last name as his uncle. So I'm assuming that they're somewhat related. Okay, that's that's the yeah. uh, that, that's that was the thing where like it's been a little bit since I watched like the yeah. movie, so I was like, oh yeah, I, I didn't remember if they were related or if they were just like we're family because we have this common gift kind of thing. Well, it's something you have to put together yourself because they don't address it at all in the movie, other than I do remember seeing that that it was like that old guy being named Pentergast, and so was the yeah. so was her. But I was like, coincidence? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, yeah, so Norman kind of tears into the zombies. Like, really? That's a little girl you guys killed. What's wrong with you guys? And it turns out, like, Norman can understand the zombies. And they're just like, we were scared. She was talking to dead people. Yeah, Norman's that's... like, I could talk to dead people. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting, like, just like these zombies are... It was like, these zombies aren't the bad guys, but they technically are bad guys because of what they did. They are bad guys, but now they're kind of the victims, you know. They're being kept alive like, yeah. via torment for doing this to this little girl yeah i guess they're not so, allowed to like cross over or yeah and norman's like screw it i'm gonna try to talk to this witch and she goes crazy so as norman and his family are driving to her grave they get to the forest and roots and everything are coming out trying to uh impale him mm-hmm. and he finally gets to her where he it takes a while. It's a good five, six minute scene where he's just trying to reach her on a personal level. Yeah, she doesn't want to get. Spoken. She's not here. None of it because no, it's angry. been seven hundred years. She's, her humanity's basically almost all gone at this point. But he, she's like, you don't understand what it's like. He's like, yes, I do. I, I mean, I've been painted as an outcast in this town too because of my abilities. I mean, they didn't kill me, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I know yeah. what you feel. Yeah, and eventually reaches her, and everything calms down. Zombies get laid to rest. Zombies finally get to find their peace. Aggie finds her peace. Even the dad is like, "All right, son, I'll accept you." Yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, good job, Norman." Yeah, <laughs> and now I'm gonna go back to neglecting you. Yeah, and that's the movie. That's Paranorman. Paranorman. A lighthearted... It's a good gateway horror movie. This is something that I would yeah. have recommended to, like, Christopher Frost for his kids. Yeah, if you're gonna show a horror movie to kids, this is a good one. Has a little bit of edge to it. Like, yeah. you know, talk about death, but nothing, like, too... It's not too kiddish, I think. I think even, like, yeah. like adults will be like, eh, it's nice little background stuff. Yeah, it's a pretty good movie, yeah. Just a quick breakdown, I guess. All right. So, technicals, it being like that creepy stop motion mm-hmm. type animation, I, I enjoy that. It does take a lot of work. Yeah. So, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Okay. And then, story. I mean, there's times where the story's kind of a little disjointed. A little bit sometimes. Yeah. But still pretty good. So, I'm going to give it a 6.5. Okay. And then, in. Enjoyment. I'm going to give it. Be honest. I'm gonna give it a six. It's cool. It's fine. Like I knew yeah. it wasn't gonna like blow you out of the water, but I needed a safe little buffer thing for you to actually yeah. like. Like my my best bets right now are to be like, all right. Hopefully, I can give you a couple of buffers in between the ones you don't like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought it was yeah. a nice light one. Yeah. So overall, twenty out of thirty. So pretty good. I'll take that over you hating it. Yeah. Meanwhile, over in my neck of the woods, I had a continuation. Yeah. Hell House. 
Number two, yeah. Hell House number two. All right, well, how about I just go ahead and start from the top? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, it's, I don't know if it was a year or a couple of years later. I think it was a year after the f- events of the first documentary, which left only one survivor, the guy who was left behind, who didn't enter the Hell House at the end of the first one. Yeah. He is, well, well it's been a year later. He's alive still. And yet another journalist has come along wanting to know the secrets of the Hell House. Yeah. We have Jessica Fox. I think her name is Jessica Fox. I believe so, yeah. Jessica Fox. Well, he, Mitchell, is the survivor survivor of the first movie. Yeah. He starts off on this TV program who's basically, it's him, one other guy who's like a skeptic slash uh, saying that the Hell House is a hoax kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, You have Mitchell, who's the survivor, and then you had a clairvoyant medium guy on this show yeah yeah. mitchell's like hey look i was there i didn't go there but i saw the footage do not go in there yeah the medium which i forget his name but he's like no i need to do this i need hell house uh, you know is calling to me he's doing this for publicity obviously yeah long story short uh jessica fox runs a blog all about the hell house thing she gets in contact with mitchell convinces him begrudgingly Get us into Hell House, which I don't know why she she needed him to get into Hell House because he stayed behind. So yeah. I, I forget why she needed him to get to Hell House or why it was necessary. Maybe he had footage that she wanted for the blog, I guess, maybe, or she used his resources. I don't know. Like he has footage of everything inside the Abaddon Hotel, so he knows how to navigate it. Okay. but So, yeah, but he's never been in it himself. So she's like, yeah, uh... I think it was, I don't know if it was money or if it was, he wanted to know what happened to his old co-anchor woman, whatever, Graves, what was her first name? Something, Danica Graves or Dana Graves or something like that from the first one? Yeah, Diana Graves. Diana yeah. Graves, because he also has the thing of like, he must have had some feelings for her or something because like, he's also holding on to this, I can't believe what happened to her kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, we have a camera crew, we have a camera guy, and I guess his girlfriend is along for some reason. We have Jessica Fox and we have Mitchell. They all go to the Abaddon Hotel and run into, oh, look who it is. It's the medium. Brock Davies Brock. and his cameraman. Yeah. Yeah. When Brock was introduced, I was like, we're not going to be stuck with this guy, are we? Like, like, I know that you're, he's meant to be like this douchey, like whatever. But I was like, I, I but yeah. he gets off quickly. Yeah. <laughs> He gets off quickly. He goes because he thinks it's all bullshit anyway. You can tell this dude's in it for a paycheck, and he's just being there for like the I'm a mystic and I'm can talk to. The, he's like John Edwards. Yeah. And he, him and his cameraman go off to one side, and this is this is where I had a question. I was like, how often can you get away with doing the same kind of scares? This is also mostly f- uh, found footage. Yeah. And it's usually rinse, lather, repeat. Same with the last one where it was like they see something. We see them react to it, then we get a small glimpse of it. Yeah. And then it cuts to somewhere else. And I saw a whole movie, you know, the last time of that. At the halfway yeah. point at this point, I'm like, you know, they keep doing this, but fuck it, I'm still engaged. I'm still, I still want to know what yeah. happens. I still, <laughs> like, I, it's still not, I, it's still not old to me for some reason. I'm still, right. in, I still, I'm still here. I'm still with it. It's not annoying <laughs> me yet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's giving away some of my stuff right now. Like, uh, yeah, I'm giving away my thoughts on, on it for the end, but I want to know what fucking happens in this thing. We, what's his name? Brock? The psychic? Yeah, Brock. Yeah. Brock and his cameraman catch some footage of like, 
uh, some mannequins that were same as last time. Those mannequins weren't supposed to be looking like that. And then some nooses fall from the sky. And then another uh, things are a lot more fast paced in this in this movie. Like in the first movie, it was very, very slow. Maybe a little bit of a of a movement there or just a little bit of was that like this? This one, like, no, you see shit move. Yeah. And Brock and his cameraman done. They're dead. Yeah. Uh, We're back to Mitchell. Jessica, Molly, and the camera guy. Do you remember the camera guy's name? I think his name was... I have it up. David? Okay, and David. Yeah. Which it baffles me. I don't know why he brought his girlfriend along with him. Yeah. Um, um, also, I will say this. No, I'll say it at the end. I'll save it for my criticism yeah. at the end. Oh, yeah. I think I also said I, at this point I felt I stopped feeling bad for the victims because it's been, I don't know how many years and the Abaddon has been around for 30 and you're still going inside Hell House. Yeah. That's on you. <laughs> okay all right so mitchell everybody else is like all right this is fuck uh, like somehow ha- oh this is what happens they're going through old tapes and stuff like that they hear molly who was supposed to be out at the uh car like yeah she's watch. supposed to be look out yeah they they hear her on the radio molly what are you doing in here she said you guys called me i'm inside the house so uh damn it camera guy what's his name david 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 goes to get uh, see molly he's like yeah we didn't call you and she's freaking out and mitchell mitchell hears this commotion and he's like fuck this we're out here we're leaving we're going out of here yeah. right now leave uh yeah. and, uh, because <laughs> they were in the basement they were looking for files and documents about the original owner which they were they're totally like, something go- yeah they're going through it so like uh yeah you can grab this i was like just grab the boxes and go you're right. Like they're they're sorting through boxes and going like, yeah, this might this can come with us. And th- look, there's like three or four boxes. Just grab a box each and get out of here. Yeah. But Mitchell gets one whiff of this and he's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. He's like, we need to go. Yeah. Jessica's like, no, you're overreacting. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah. They try the front door, it's locked. They try to call for help, no reception, and they're getting basically stalked through the house by the big clown mannequin. Yeah. Uh, they come across the uh, the medium and his cameraman hung on nooses. Uh, that's not doing anything for Molly's disposition. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's already freaking out. All right, this is this is what I where I can bring this up. They come across some tapes of Alex from the first movie. Yeah, and the camera guy's like going through it, and he's like, "You guys need to see this." And we want so see some video. This was the, probably the worst part of the movie for me. This old video of like Alex talking to some mysterious man off screen because it went from being like found footage to this being very like i don't know they scripting regular dialogue or whatever like that is not this movie's strong suit um but basically alex we just see alex making a deal with a guy the guy who was like uh andrew tolly is the guy who owned the abaddon hotel owned the abaddon hotel but it was basically led to uh to believe that alex had been inside that hotel before the events of the first one so it was like he had yeah. made it seem like he had never been in the hotel before yeah. um we still don't know why in the first movie apparently when you find out about it you're not allowed to leave that's not answered in this one i don't think yeah. maybe maybe it'll be in the sequel i don't know what do you mean you're not allowed when you find out about it like in the first one when uh, uh one of the guys found out uh or he he was getting ready to leave. It was the camera guy. He was ready to leave. And yeah. then some, someone, they talked to him, and then he's like, I can't leave. We can't leave. We still don't know it's, why yet. It's more of the house being haunted and trapping people in. 
Is it just? Is it just? Is oh, is it just a thing where like if you set foot in the house, your soul is pretty much the house's? Yeah. Because I know uh, Mitchell also made a big deal about like as to what door they came in. Yeah. Anyway, so they they see video of Alex talking to, to Tully. You know, at this point, I would just 1408 this thing and burn it. Like if I if I'm like the four people are holed up in a room right now trying to get out and like this place is haunted, I'm just gonna burn this place, burn it, and and then find a way out. Like as the rubble was going, you know. Yeah. Molly, uh, lights go out. Molly gets taken. Molly gets taken down. Um, is it to the basement? Uh, yeah. Down to, down to the basement. And now is Mister Tully the same guy who was all right? But they basically go to get um Molly. Yeah. Well. Cameraman's definitely not leaving her. They, and this is, I'm sorry if I keep pausing because the movie keeps switching between like this interview that's going on and the events of the movie. Yeah. Was Tully the skeptic that was being interviewed? No, Andrew Tully is the. I know he's the owner owner who committed suicide. But but he was also, yeah, he committed suicide, is already dead. Yes. But he also impersonated the. The skeptic. Yeah, he impersonated that guy. That's what I was thinking. I was like, yeah. Yeah. So we are then introduced to Mr. Tully, who was inhabiting the body of the skeptic, like early on, as we find out that he basically, we're we're given some exposition, basically the haunted backstory of the, uh, of the hotel. The Abaddon is, has never been closed. It's always open and it's hungry for new guests. And apparently the only way is that you have to get the word out which is why they have to at least leave one person alive to go and suck some more people in. Suck some more people in. It's technically a, a gate to a portal to hell. Yes. Yeah. Which that wakes you up too, because at one yeah. point you, you, you <laughs> at one point when you find out that Jessica is dead. Yeah. If I, at one point you find out Jessica is dead. You find out through this speech that Mitchell was given an ultimatum as to who got to leave the hotel. He didn't choose Jessica. <laughs> he, yeah. he you didn't you don't see it but but jessica gets killed off screen and much like in the first one she was being interviewed by the police yeah it, it, it's hard reviewing a movie like this just because it's it jumps around different points of time in three different ways you have the interview yeah. then you also have the actual events of the footage then you have sometimes them watching the footage of stuff that happened even before yeah. then, and yeah. then and then you have the police like yeah talking to some so i know i I sound all jumbled up but it's kind of like oh yeah but there's also an interview going on oh yes and also this this so i apologize (laughs) we we essentially are just left with it turns out jessica is really dead told the police yeah you should go see that's the one message everybody says whoever does end up leaving the hotel is you should go see it yeah go see go to the abaddon hotel so yeah, I don't know how many of these movies they made because I think this one was in 2018. Yeah, there's two more after this one. Ah, uh, is that my homework? Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Sorry, I know I was all over the place, but I should probably rate it. Yeah. Um, technicals is the same as the last one, about a seven. Yeah. Uh, found footage, mixture of found footage and mockumentary type stuff. Um, story. I don't know where you would go with a Hell House like sequel i don't know what you would do with a hell house sequel but it, it is it's interesting it's it's interesting i it's not bad but it's not great either yeah because it's like i do i do enjoy this kind of filmmaking and the way it's being told i do like that it's like being told as a mockumentary yeah but at the same time it's like all right we, we did this in the first movie is it just gonna be the same you know 
but I but for story, I still putting it about at a seven because uh, I still want to know. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoyment is seven and a half because I do want to know how. Despite me thinking that the first, I do think the first one was better paced. Yeah. The first one was definitely better paced. It was slow, and I liked that. This one is like right out of the gate. <laughs> this, yeah. It's like, bitch, we already told you this place is haunted. <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna prove to you that this is haunted, but. I don't know if it, if I scored it higher or lower or about the same as the last one, but I am interested in one, knowing yeah. what's going on. Okay. Seven, seven, seven and a half. Okay, 21 and a half out of 30. It's pretty good. Yeah. Now we have to assign each other. Yeah. Oh, all right. Now I now I have in my hand... All right, do you have one off the top of your head, first off? Yeah. Uh, Hell House 3. Oh, yeah. Duh. Hell House yeah. 3 for me. All right, so I have in front of me a list. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm about to see which one, if I have to cross off any. Um, have you seen In the Mouth of Madness? That sounds familiar. It's a John Carpenter movie. Sam Neill in it. No, I haven't, but I remember you told me about this like a while ago and you seen it. All right, I'm giving you In the Mouth of Madness. I'm giving you In the Mouth of Madness because it's one w- that has a couple of things in it that you'll, s- you'll be like, oh, I've seen people put memes of that on like on Instagram of of like this certain still shot you'd be like oh that's where that's from yeah um and it's a john carpenter joint it's trippy it's a little trippy i mean but i just think it's something to have in your repertoire okay you won't be bored i'll say that <laughs> at least i don't think so and that's i get to good, yeah. and i get to continue on with hell house yeah. I, I was like okay ca- right, yeah I'm, I'm captivated i want to know what happens i want to i want to know what, what happens next yeah and it happened in 2018, which was number two. So um, I know it's limited in terms of how many came out. But now yeah. I'm, I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to talk about this. Uh, your your pick of the of the day. Yeah, the House of the Devil, which was my pick. Cause you said you never saw it. No, I just kind of was like, I'm just gonna go with the movie I haven't seen. Hopefully, it's good. Um, yeah. I, I want to tell you, uh, thank you for introducing me to my new Hollywood crush. Yeah, I like I like this uh, Jocelyn Donahue as as Samantha. Has she done anything since? Because I've never heard of her. I don't know, but I, all I know is that when I was, I was like, I don't know, I couldn't keep my eyes off this off this chick. I was like, it was, it was like this chick is super cute to me. Actually, yeah, she was because I did look it up. She was, and she's been in a couple things. Yeah, uh, I was Insidious Two. Yep, I don't really remember her in that. Uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, I had to look up from Doctor Sleep. I, I, I guess she was one of the one of the uh, Rose the Hats crew. Or no, no, yeah. she was she was Ro- uh, Abra's mom. Uh, Lucy Stone. Yeah, and she's also in I Trapped the Devil. I haven't seen that. So she's done some things. Yeah, she's been in stuff. Yeah. But was this Ty West's first movie? He probably uh, only did one or two others before this. This is two thousand nine. Nine. Yeah. So before X, before all that. The Roost and Trigger Man came before this. That's it? Yeah. So it's his third movie. And then his fourth movie was Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever. <laughs> so you said you picked this just randomly? Because yeah. I know I, I put you on the spot like, we're doing witches. And, or, uh, and you were like, all right. Uh, well, last time, uh, last time I took a shot in the dark, it was that Versus. And it was two movies that we both liked. So why not uh, this one? Less, so. I guess less about less about witches. I guess more so about uh, cultism. I would, I guess. Yeah, but I'm more down for it. Cult, yeah. I, I I put it all in the same category, but uh, yeah. Hey, you, uh, this movie is a 
movie about a college student kind of struggling with her finances mm-hmm. and she's trying to get out of her dorm room. Tired of she, her tired roommate. of her roommate constantly having sex and keeping her up. Yeah, and she finds a really nice apartment and the landlady is really nice. She's like, Yeah, if you could just get me first month's rent by next week, place yours. Wasn't asking for she waived the security deposit. She was yeah, just, like, just being super nice about it. Like, yeah, you college kids, I know you need a place and you seem nice. Yeah. And then she's you know, so after friend, she's like, Yeah, I only have like fifty bucks in my bank account. I'm like Why are you even looking for houses right now? Yeah, <laughs> like what? That that threw me off of like why? How did you expect to pay for it and make enough money in a week to be able to pay? For- How are you even like talking to real estate people right now? If you- yeah, <laughs> like you're looking for like th- this is. I feel bad for saying that because it's like nothing against like people who are in the struggle, but yeah. you like you need to have something accumulated before you would ask them. For, yeah, and her friend is played by uh, Greta Gerwig. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, yeah. I didn't realize she acted. I'm like, that's cool. All right. Plays her plays her ride or die friend. Yeah. So she's searching on like the job board and she just finds this flyer. It just says babysitter needed. Just babysitter needed. Yeah. And a phone number. She calls and there's always like weird interactions of phone tag basically. Mm-hmm. And she, she agrees to do it. And her other die best friend's like, all right. I'm gonna give you right there, and if it's weird, we're leaving. You know who her friend reminded me of? Who? Um, who was the friend from TSA and Get Out? The one who saved oh. him in the end. Yeah, that's who she reminded me of. Like this ain't right. Like, <laughs> like some yeah. some ain't right about coming out here in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and 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 this is this is how creepy shit happens. Yeah, and basically, like she gets there, she finds out she isn't babysitting. A child, nope. But an elderly woman. She's like, I don't know anything about doing that. And he's like, Listen, she's gonna be upstairs sleeping. You ain't gonna have anything to do. Just want to make sure that nobody that she just needs somebody here so she doesn't die. Yeah, and he basically agrees to pay her four hundred bucks. At this, I just wanted to make a note. At this point, we all know as an audience that something ain't is not going to be right, or else you know yeah. it's a horror movie, or else nothing's going to happen. But yeah. if nothing has happened yet to make her think something's going to happen, so if you know, just for a regular to the regular viewer, this woman is just strong arming this poor old man out of four hundred dollars to take <laughs> yeah. care of, to take care of his elderly mother. <laughs> Like, like, if you just saw this out of context, you'd be like, "Oh my god, this horrible witch! She, she just, she just strong arming this poor old man to, to, to take care of his, yeah, his mother." Yeah, but he is really insistent on taking his wife out on this night because there's a lunar eclipse. Yes, it's, it's never gonna happen again. Yeah, but Megan, her friend, was like, "Hey, we should probably just go." Yeah. That's weird as fuck. Yeah, yes, yeah, but she's like, "It's four hundred dollars." She's like. This is this is yeah. the security deposit and the rent and everything. Yeah. Which I was going to ask you, what's your price? You're offered a babysitting job. We'll switch it to cuz we I was going to say at this point I like the movie uh the style that it is shot in because it is very good at making it look like it's like late 70s or early, early 80s. Yeah, it does have that type of filter on it, yeah. Which I was 
already i was like okay <laughs> dave you old sweetheart you you know that you know i like my throwbacks <laughs> and then when i found out that that it was a random pick i was like oh that makes a little more sense <laughs> but, yeah. this pick makes a little more sense um but fuck i was about to say something um yeah where was i going with this um uh, my price to do this babysitting yeah. job yeah what's your price like of the stuff that's like what you know right now is what you're going in with. So you know it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's at nighttime. You know it's going to be till at least midnight, uh, and it's for what they say is like an elderly like woman. But you might not have to do anything really. But you're getting vibes. What's your what's your price? Where you're like, okay, I'll, I'll do it before you're like, fuck this. I mean, I'd probably do it for four hundred dollars because at this point it's like eight o'clock at night, so you're getting a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. Plus money for uh, pizza, so... $8 pizza, apparently. Fuck, I didn't realize how bad inflation has gotten until I heard that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It really is the 80s. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'd say uh, about $400, yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm such a pushover, I'd probably do it for a lot less. (laughs) (laughs) $30? I'm in. $30? Uh, You seem like such a nice old man. I don't want to... And yet you're probably struggling to... Uh, Sure, why not? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh! You mean I have to use the thirty dollars you're giving me to pay for my own pizza? Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah. uh, but yeah. So yeah, find they find she finds out that it's a uh, older woman that it's a elderly yeah. woman that she has to take care of. Yeah. And the guy goes upstairs and starts speaking to who do you think is his wife. Mm-hmm. But then his wife comes out of the basement, starts talking with her. Yeah. And both of them are, are talking like very weird, like yeah. kind of talking like she's not there in some aspects. Or it's like everything is saying little things like things are ready. Things are almost yeah. complete. It's just like weird yeah. things. And at this There's, point. Yeah, sorry. It's super weird, super awkward dialogue, You're but like, not like yeah, bad, awkward. Like it, it's supposed to be awkward dialogue. It's like, hey, they're older and look, I don't I, it's like they're strangers. I don't know what they're talking yeah. about. Like they could be referring to yeah. something else. Oh, at this point, Megan's already done driven, driven away. Yeah, Megan's gone, and she's driving through, like, the woods you have to get to to get to the house, and she stops, light a cigarette, her lighter won't work. She and a guy happened. shows up out of nowhere. It's like, you need a light? She's like, yeah. And then she thinks about it. She's like, where did you come from? Like, I was like, are you the babysitter for tonight? She's like, No. At that Damn. point, that, did, that didn't that didn't trigger her at all. Like, like you're not the you're not the babysitter. Like babysitter. That was for the audience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just gets point blank shot in the face. Yeah, boom. She's dead. I was like, God damn. That was kind of like yeah. I knew that guy so- was gonna kill her, but yeah. I wasn't expecting a gunshot out of nowhere. Forty minutes in, nothing's happened, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, boom. <laughs> Because I think it it was about forty yeah. minutes, it, like yeah, because a very slow getting going. Uh, it's a very slow movie. <laughs> but um, if you think back out into X, you don't get the first kill till you're like forty five minutes into the movie either. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, so I mean, Candyman isn't shown until forty five minutes in. Like, yeah. I mean, so I'm not criticizing. I'm just thinking if 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 you're not into slow things, that'll wake you up. Yeah. You're just sitting there like, all right, all right, then boom. Just out of, okay, all right. Business about to pick up. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the manor. Uh, Sam, I think it's the girl's name. Sam, yeah. Yeah, she's just kind of chilling, hanging out. You know, I know she she's orders a, a pizza. And... I know I know she's a future victim, but she's also kind of a shitty babysitter. We, we, see, we, we see her for the next, like, 15 minutes. 
just like yeah. in the house. <laughs> Dancing around, sniffing around the house. Yeah, I was like, you yeah. know, she's a pretty, she's a pretty, uh, what did I play? I said, she's a pretty uh, shitty babysitter. I mean, I know that she's yeah. the victim, but she's like going through their desk drawers, dancing around, breaking stuff, putting her feet up on the table instead of on my face. You know, it, she's not not a good babysitter. Yeah. That was a little joke because I said she was hot. <laughs> and then as she's sniffing around, kind of goes sideways. As they as they often yeah. do. Because <laughs> she's finding like these pictures of a family that, Aren't the family she's babysitting for? It's kind of like what? It was, yeah, it wasn't like a yeah. different car too. Like no, it was the car that they uh, that they had, but Vol- a different family. Yeah, the Volvo she saw outside. Yeah, there's a different family, same car, same house. Just like what? Yeah, I I probably wouldn't have thought of anything of it. Like like that's the kind of thing where you see it and you're like, oh, that's a little weird. But then you think, oh, their family's probably like just not here right now or something or yeah yeah and then she starts hearing noises so she you know calls 911 and then she's like no i'm sorry it was an accident and you know she's walking around the house with the knife pizza gets there she just kind of throws the money at him and snatches the pizza i was like oh that's kind of rude but also probably also a sweet tip for the dude what also smart because the guy delivering the pizza was the guy who shot her friend in the head yeah find that out yeah and you know, if it wasn't for the fact that um, we saw Megan's uh, get shot, this would be a pretty good movie about like just ha- how we all feel about being in a person's place who we, don't, we just make ourselves like scared. Mm-hmm. Like this, if, in a different movie, this would be a cool thing about us just making our own self scared over something that ain't yeah. even like happening, really. Yeah, and guess what happened in, with that pizza? It got cold. Drugs. <laughs> yeah. It was drugs, so she passes out. But she passes out when the electricity goes out, and uh, she, she she goes up to... She was going upstairs. I think she heard something upstairs and yeah. saw somebody creeping around upstairs. Yeah, and then she passes out. Comes to, at like the time of the lunar eclipse, tied up on the basement floor. This is the second part of the movie that'll wake you up if you were sleeping. Yeah, in the center of a pentagram with the husband and wife she was babysitting for. With her son. Guy who shot Megan. Yeah. And also the mother she was supposed to be babysitting for. Which is kind of like, you don't see much, but she's kind of like a gross looking. Witch looking. Yeah. There's your witch. And they start doing the ritual, forcing Sam to drink blood. It, it's pretty gross. Then Sam escapes, you know, she kills a couple of them. She gets out of the house, just running for her life. And she's getting ready to shoot Miss Allman, and he's like, "No, no, no! You've already been chosen. You've been accepted." Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, whether you shoot me or not, it's not going to change anything. So Sam's like, "You know what? Fuck this!" She shoots herself in the head, which is funny because as he's chasing, if he's like, "It doesn't matter if you shoot me or like, it's all complete," I'd be like, "Then why are you chasing me?" Then? <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't matter, why are you chasing me? Yeah, and she shoots herself. Yeah. Which takes us to the end of the movie with Sam laying in the hospital bed and in a coma. And the nurse is like, she's going to be all right. Both of them will be fine. It kind of touches her stomach. Dun, dun, dum. Implying that she is uh, she's a baby in there. Yeah. She is with child. With child. That's how it ends. That is the end. All right, Dave. Now now, yeah. I'm, now I'm anxious to hear your thoughts. This movie's kind of 
average. Because this is the first time I've had some. Uh, I think that's why I'm fascinated right now is because you recommended this, but as you explain it, you, you're explaining it with such unenthusiasm. <laughs> I'm like, eh. like it's not a bad movie, <laughs> but it's not one I'm gonna go out of my way to ever see again. It's just really funny because as I'm sitting here watching, I'm like, huh. Oh, I guess Dave does kind of get me because I'm digging this old filter. I'm digging the slow build. I was like, oh, Dave, Dave really is getting to kind of know me a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really digging the slow, the slow build and this like, like nothing's happening, but like it did something happen kind of thing. I was like, oh, Dave, Dave's Dave. Then when it's the second that you said it was a random pick, it was like, that all makes sense now. <laughs> it all makes a whole lot more sense because this doesn't seem like something Dave would recommend. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw the movie, saw the title, saw the director. I'm like. All right, I can deal with that. This is great. When you were watching it, were you like, I bet you Chris is liking this? I was like, kind of flipped the coin. I was like, he's either going to really hate this movie or he's really going to love it. When I, uh, I wasn't sure that I had the right movie on at first because I was like, what's with this? Why does it look, did I get, uh, is this a remake? Because the looks, movie looks like it was made in like 1976 or something. Yeah, and then, it's and a then, movie like was made in 2009. It looks like it was made in the seventies, yeah. Yeah, and then when I and then I saw, no, I got the right movie. I was like, oh, this is an intentional style choice. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm here for this. I like this. <laughs> I was like, I like this old film. I was like, I was like, oh, Dave, like you know me. It's like, it's like I I I'm in for a nice little treat. And and by the forty minute mark, nothing's happening so far. I was like, oh man, I guess Dave does like slow burns after all sometimes. <laughs> well, I don't mind slow burns here and there. Like I said, this isn't a bad movie. It's not like I was sitting here miserable the entire time. Just felt like it was okay. I can tell that it was made by the same person who did X, though. Because that's supposed yeah. to take place in, like, the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> he has an affinity for that era. Yeah. Yeah. Ty West, you could definitely tell in this movie mm-hmm. that he has talent as a director. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just still figuring out some things. But you could just tell in this movie, like, this director's gonna go somewhere. Someday. This was this, yeah. this was like a good audition tape to be like, this is what I can do. Yeah, and uh, kind of yeah. like uh, Damien Leone with the first Terrifier. Yeah, when I saw it was made in two thousand nine, and I was like, I was like, oh, I don't know why I thought it was like newer. Maybe just because I heard yeah. the name Ty West. And yeah. Then, so I thought, oh, it must be relatively new. I was like, oh no, but then yeah, I, I dig that filter. Uh, well, is there anything that stood out to you? We should probably do scenes of scene or kill. Well, I don't know if kill really, but scene of the movie really. It wasn't something that stood out to me. It was just a weird stylistic choice for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Ty West has ever heard a payphone ring. It's not, it's a, not it, a school bell. No, no. I, that I, was the sound he used for the payphone ringer. I'm like, that's not a payphone I, ringer. I, 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 it's funny that you said that because when the payphone rang, I was like writing a note. I was like writing notes on my phone while I was uh, like watching. <laughs> when I heard it ring, I like had to look up for a second to make sure that that was the – was it a different scene? Like you know how sometimes they'll put a, a, a sound, but it's like a transitioning into a scene. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't, it's not meant for that like thing, but it's meant for the scene coming up next. Yeah. I thought it was that or that I was – because I was like, that doesn't match. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound like that should be coming out of that. No. Like, yeah, you're not the only one. I I, yeah, I thought the same I, thing. But yeah, my scene of the movie was definitely uh, Megan getting shot. That was abrupt. Yeah. Um, it's weird because, well, it's one. It's much like you when you watch enough of these things, you know when yeah. somebody's about to die. 
because it's like, all right, you're staying on this. You're obviously lulling me into a false sense of security. Yeah. And I was also thinking, you know, Megan's a ride or die friend because she tore up all the other uh, help wanted ads so her friend could get the job. And she was willing to stick around for for her friend's sake. I I bet she really wishes she didn't do that. Yeah. (laughs) She really wishes, you know what, let let this job go to somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. But weirdly, she didn't deserve her death. No, she was awesome. She was a ride or die real friend, which should have been a a real tip off that she wasn't long for this world. Yeah. But uh, my favorite shot was there's a scene where Sam is like fucking around the house, like kind of exploring it where she goes into this one room. It starts off as like a medium shot. She goes into this one room. Then it goes into a zoom out of the house. So by the end, it zooms out and you see the entire house. It's it's just a weird artistic like shot that I just thought was like, I liked it. It was, it wasn't anything. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't anything. It didn't add anything to the story. It was just sometimes I like, there's a a shot that I think looks nice. Yeah. Um, We could all agree. Ty West does have some talent to shot. So probably you and me are probably going to be something similar on technicals, but then it'll probably deviate after that. Yeah. So so I, I put eight for technicals. Um, yeah, I went 7.5. Yeah, I was going to put 8.5 just because I really... Uh, but I, I put that towards the enjoyment. Technicals, yeah. it's shot well, and it is shot very much like how a 70s, 80s movie is shot. Yeah. Like lingering shots, some shots that la- yeah. linger a little too long on certain things. It feels like a 70s movie. And then story, I think that's where it starts to deviate. Yeah. It, it's a basic story. It's occultists luring someone to a place to do their thing it's not like anything special but it's also not told in a way where you feel like it's repetitive or it's full of tropes or anything like that so i went six and a half okay seeing as how i I guess i watch these kind of movies a little bit more than you or enjoy them a little bit more these slower ones i i gave it an eight okay for for a movie like this if you if you like these slow kind of movies, it the story yes is is a basic one. It is like yeah. at at the end of the day, it's their uh, occult family br- uh, trying to lure teens in to kill them for human sacrifice. Yeah. But the the way that he's trying to tell the story, it's supposed to be like long bouts of nothing happening because it's supposed to keep you from going. All right, when is it ha- going to happen? Yeah, and I think once that punch does happen, it does such a one eighty where it's like. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Holy shit, she's strapped down to a to a, to, to the floor again. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 getting blood poured down her throat. So I said eight for story. Okay. All right. See, I think I expected it to pick up a little bit more after Maggie got shot in the head. But I felt like it revved up and then went back down. Yeah. For another twenty minutes to pick up for the final act. Yeah. Which is a choice that probably most people liked. Yeah. So Yeah. That's um as I was watching it, and I yeah. uh, we got to Megan's death bit before all that, I was like, man, because I think it was like 30 or 40 minutes where nothing was going on. I was like, all right, it's going to be one of those. And then she got shot. It wakes you up. Yeah. And then it's like 10 minutes of nonsense again. Yeah. Or 10, 15 minutes of nonsense again, where it's, I, to me, it's perfect like that. I, I gave enjoyment a, a nine. Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't knocking it for it. It's just not something I prefer, but... I know a lot 
a lot of people do. So it's it's so, it's interesting yeah. going from two vastly different because I watched it back to back with Hell House. Yeah, and it's just it's interesting to you went from watching like one thing to watching a pick me up like like uh, Paranorman. I went yeah. from I went from watching Hell House, this fast paced thing, to a slow paced movie. Yeah. So you said enjoyment. You gave it a nine. Yeah, I gave it a nine. I I, I was surprised that I enjoyed it uh, yeah. as much as I did. Like I, said, I felt like it's kind of average, so enjoyment I would give it a six. It's, a, it's not a bad movie. I wouldn't go out of my way to rewatch it, mm-hmm. but if it's on, I'll sit down and watch. You know, I'm also trying to restructure the way I do because like, some things were it was like nine doesn't necessarily mean I think it, it's perfect or faint or the best thing in the world, but so, there there were some things that I think would have been a point in the story thing that I think yeah. would have been more, well, that's more like your personal preference thing. So I took a point away from story and put it in enjoyment yeah. and, and technicals and all that. It, it's kind of hard because my enjoyment is because of the technicals and because of the yeah. slow storytelling. So I have to kind of like take yeah. points away and whatever. See for me, when it comes to the enjoyment part, it's just how much, how engaged, how enthralled am I in this movie? Mm-hmm. And is it something that I'm going to be, Watching with a smile on my face the entire time. My enjoyment score is purely subjective mm-hmm. on how I felt on my viewing experience. Yeah. So I went seven and a half, six and a half, six. Okay. Yeah. So this is this 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 was just kind of like a this whole episode feels like a roller coaster. <laughs> it's yeah. like of like didn't like like didn't like thought it was okay. It, like I think yeah. we covered the spectrum. Yeah. So I still gave it a twenty out of thirty. Okay. Yeah. And what was yours? What, eight seven. and a half. Was it seven and a half? Or I think. I think you just think you were eight and a half, eight and nine. Because I, I got the thing right here. Yeah. Tech no wait, technicals. I said I think it's eight, eight, nine. Okay. So twenty five out of thirty from you. Yeah, surprisingly high. I mean, it's yeah. this is this is gonna fall into the category of. Um, I appreciate it, but it's kind of like the thing where I appreciate it, but I'm probably not going to watch it at least for another year. Yeah. Not saying that it's better than the thing or is good. I think the thing is much better, but, <laughs> but for what it was, I, I, I appreciated the throwback, the pacing, but, uh, yeah. So average score between the two of us, 22 and a half out of 30. And, uh, oh, I might as well do it since I have the, since, oh, no, yes, since I have it up here, which you said 22 and a half? Yeah. Here on the old tomato meter, uh, uh, critic score of 85, audience score 63, so we're kind of in right in there. Yeah, you're more towards the critic score, I'm more towards the audience score. Yeah, which, like, I can I can understand some audiences watch, uh, watching and be like, yes, we get the throwback and whatever, but I don't know, I liked it. Um yeah. That it could that it can feel um I don't know forced or something but yeah. uh how about I read some reviews real quick okay go ahead and you want to start with top or bottom see I usually when I do it I just click on rotten and I just read the bad reviews all right, why don't we just why don't we just read the bad reviews then all right the atmosphere was fun and the suspense was uh was great all the scenes where the babysitter is just wandering the house were incredibly tense. And then it all just dissipates when the action starts because the movie has nothing really to say. Uh, the problem with it, oh, uh, Cole Abayas says, the problem with it and with the House of the Devil is that it's mostly pedestrian stuff leading to a payoff that's just not enough. Okay, yeah. 
Uh, this one probably is more up your alley. Uh, David Nusser says, there's simply never a point at which the almost distractingly uneventful narrative becomes as compelling as one might have hoped it would. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've I read that. I'll, I'll end on that one because that one seems to sum up your thoughts. How I feel, yeah. Like, it's like, uh, it's everything, like, I like all the set of it, just does, it's not what I thought it was going to end up being. Yeah. Eh, not for everybody, which is funny because it was your choice. It's funny that yeah. it was your your pick, but I enjoyed it way more than you did. Yeah, you're welcome, Chris. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> All right, so now this might be our third recording, but uh, we still have a couple more recordings for this season. But we do have to set up what is going to be our next season of Your and My Picks. Yeah. So we are going from, I might move some stuff around. Nope, we're, we're, we're going to do it this way. We're going into the season of second chances. Season of second, okay. Season of second chances. Basically, they have to be a, a movie where you didn't like it at first and you haven't seen it since, or a movie that maybe I, you know, I have seen, but haven't seen since. It has to be a movie where we have our thoughts made up. We haven't seen a movie in a while, but we're going to give it another chance. Now, part of me was thinking, do I go with Hereditary? Because I know that's something you and me both hate. Yeah. But I have it. I've only seen it the one time. Yeah. But I'm going with one that has been on my list for a while that I desperately want to watch because everybody else does, and that's The Lighthouse. Okay. I haven't seen The Lighthouse in about three or four years, whenever it came out. I think you talked me into watching it like in the first season we were doing this. Did I talk you into it? Well, you were telling me about it. I was like, all right, I should probably check this out. And did you watch it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a second chance for me since I when I saw it, it might have been a couple of years ago. I don't know. But I saw it with a group of people, my sister and my niece. We were making fun of it about halfway through. Something tells me that if I watch it on my own, I might have a different take. So next. I don't think so. But I guess we'll find out. That's the reason why it's yeah. called second chance. Yeah. So you, oh, you have to me watch the light, lighthouse. Get, all right. You have, yeah. Oh, that combines so much of what Dave hates. He hates black and white filter. <laughs> he, uh, he hates artsy, slow-paced movies. Uh, oh, I'm trying to think. Well, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of if there's any other movies that I can think of that where I hate, but maybe if I give it a second chance. It's all right. I already got my pick. You already got your pick. All right, yep. you don't have to. T- you don't got to tell me. I'll right. I'll react when it comes time. But all right. you're oh man, you're really gonna like. It's gonna be something I'm gonna hate. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I don't know if you'll hate it. Yeah, you're like I don't like the way this new season is starting off <laughs> with Chris having creative control, <laughs> making us watch. So far, we've already had to watch uh, th- uh, this movie, and we've had to, we're gonna be watching the lighthouse. Yeah, but but I'm interested in knowing what yours is, but um. Um, we're getting into this, uh, to the next season. <laughs> thank you for, thank you for your patronage and thank you for your submission of something that I liked a lot more than you did. Yeah. We appreciate you guys listening. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs> Peace. Hey everybody. Thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.